Welcome to 40K Radio. Hello and welcome to episode 89 of 40K Radio. I wonder your host, Matt Alex. With me, as always, is JF. Hello, Matt Alex. And Amy. Hello. And today, we're going to talk about the recent release, League of OTAN, and as well as look at the latest GW previews. But first, as always, let's talk about what we'll be doing hobby-wise. And today, let's start with Amy. So, uh, a lot of secret projects per usual. And every time I, like, finish secret project, right, and I'm like, ah, good, secrets are done. I can work on things to talk about. More secrets show up? it's good fun like i'm a big fan of it but also it leads my hobby talk to being not very interesting i did all right i'll tell you about my my discovery i made today oh 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 that's good i've I've seen this today yeah so we're we're all familiar with like the various and sundry items that exist for making textures for your bases yeah so back in the day uh there was a company called happy seppuku that used to make silicone texture mats now there's still plenty of people that make silicone texture mats and that's the only important part here um so i i was trying to do some bases today and the green stuff i have on hand is mm, not great uh it's got that chunky bit in the middle so you got to cut that out and it's just uh, and it was sticking to every and i was just having a bad time that's when i discovered that with the silicone mats you can use uv resin and it is kind of magic um i was surprised it worked and i was surprised it looked as good as it did um so now i can make these little textury wafers and attach them to uh my bases awesome so that's a fun discovery i made and and since you 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 sent me uh, images of that today which blew my mind i'm, I'm sure there's some <laughs> listeners who say well of course i've been doing this for 50 years but whatever but the <laughs> i i immediately saw that and my first reaction oh this is gonna really change how i do bases this is great i love it and then i immediately thought wait i can also start making my own transparent pieces mm-hmm. for all sorts of projects oh yeah and yeah this has been racing through my mind i yeah. am mm, it's, the one I was using, um, it's got sort of a hex pattern to it, and it looks very much like what a lot of people like. They'll they'll resin print them in transparent resin for um, like tau shields and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that was a fun discovery I made today. Um, yes. And if you saw the golden demon winners, um, UV resin really coming into its own in the hobby. Yeah, those are beautiful. Yeah, I, I've been using it to create uh, smooth, smooth textures. Like if I want to do like a lab base, yep. I'll use that to create the lava just because it's, it just creates the smoothest texture possible. And when you airbrush over it, it just looks very yeah. clean. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's uh, grabbing it. Um. How about you, JF? Oh my God, I did some secret stuff too, but Ooh. I finished my secret stuff, and that secret stuff was a whole army army set of League of Votan. That looked great. I painted the whole damn thing like an idiot, and that was so much fun. Those models have, they're, they're way more fun than they have any right to be. Yeah. Um, they're easy to assemble. They, 
there's no problem. Like, there's no ill-fitting things. Everything's simple. So, yeah, I, I did that, and I painted that, and then, then I prom- I played three games and probably got rid of them. Because <laughs> I can't have another army. I can't. I don't have time or room for it. So um, I found I found another aspiring League of Votan player and, uh, and, and made someone happy. Uh, so that was one thing I was doing, and then I played uh, I played the, my, the the League of Votan against one of my friends, who we were at the gaming shop, and he bought a copy of the Elder Codex. It's one of his armies, and he hasn't bought the Codex yet for ninth, ninth edition. And the very next day, he's like, "Oh, we need to uh, have a, a game, uh, seventeen fifty points, and I'm gonna play my Eldar." All right, I guess he found the codex to his liking. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, oh, "What could I play?" And like a smart person would just turn around and say, "Well, I'm just gonna look at one of my big armies and take seventeen hundred fifty points from that, and we can have I don't know Eldar versus Tyranids." But then I looked at my Eldar <laughs> and thought. You know, it would be really cool if we did Eldar versus Eldar. But my Eldar army is not playable right now because the unit that was my HQ, which was a, um, a spirit, not spirit seer, uh, race seer, race seer, yes. The big race lord thing from Forge yeah. World that's also a psyker, uh, was moved from HQ to heavy sport. And I thought, you know what would be cool with the conversions <laughs> I already have on that? I need HQs, and I have a box of HQs I've been meaning to paint. So I'm going to paint the Triumvirate of Yanid. <laughs> and Ooh, I'm nice. going to play some Yanari. Except we've been talking about, like, uh, in the pre-show, we were talking a bit about painting a bunch of gems. <laughs> 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 and these, mm, f- uh, uh, <laughs> these MFers have a lot of gems. So, uh, what I thought would be like, oh, I'm just going to paint three figs. There'll be no time at all. Uh, it's been consuming me. <laughs> they are gorgeous figs. Don't get me wrong. And, and I am playing the, I'm painting them to tabletop, um, quality. Like, I don't think this, these are figs I would ever want to do like for, for golden demons or anything, but, yeah. but they, they are fun to paint. It's just <laughs> so much to it. It's insane. So yeah, that's, that's what I've been doing. <laughs> Awesome. Oh yeah, how about you, Matt? That's I guess I should. So that's okay. Since we last talked, somehow, um, as I was packing up all my all my stuff because I'm uh, moving, um, there was a local ITC tournament, and I thought, oh well, before I put this stuff in storage, I might as well go play a game. So I played in a little ITC tournament with my sister nice. Beth. How'd that go? It was a lot of fun. It was three rounds. I played. Um, Chaos Knights the first round, but he mainly had like the little guys. Oh um, yeah, the War Dogs. That was a, a fun game. Um, then I played some Orcs, and I played uh, some Death Guard. And, I, like, I like playing Orcs. Yeah, oh, it was a lot of fun. Um, and it was the the latest you know mission pack, which I hadn't gotten a chance to play yet. Um, and it was it was three really good games. I lost the first one by like five points and won the other two, so it was a lot of fun. Um, and it was good to play, finally get to play the new missions too. I like the way that they each have like that, uh, additional secondary objective that you can do just as part of the mission and cutting down on the number of secondaries too felt, felt really good too. There was a lot less decision time at the beginning of the game. So 
I was glad that I went and, and played that. Um, although I, it was funny because the event said my local hobby hobby shop does one every month, and the event said like player place terrain. So I was like, oh, I'll finally use my battle sanctum. And I got there, and they're like, no, we're actually we're not doing that. And I was like, okay, <laughs> well, I'll just go Aww. put this back in the car. Um, other than that, I've been you know looking at the leagues of Votan codex and, and trying to figure out what how what army I want to want to build and play first. Although my codex is now totally invalid. Um, <laughs> just kidding. We'll talk about that later. But um, yes, you should just toss it. Yeah. How could they do that to me? Um, but uh, you know, I'm I'm looking more towards the the close combat focused lives mm-hmm. with lots of hearth guard and berserkers so just trying to figure out exactly how i want to do it so um, what, what is it chronos hegemony it yeah it's the guy they're uh they're orange and black i believe is their color scheme i don't know if i'll use yeah. that color scheme um, uh yellow and black yellow and black yes yellow and black, black. sorry yeah i don't know if I'll, I'll use that color scheme i might just try and come up with my own but that might be the list i build towards anyway and speaking of leagues of Votan, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they have been out uh, for a little while now, and um, but we're gonna we'll chat about the codex a little bit because we haven't gotten a chance to yet. So uh, feels much like the original Sisters Codex, right? Like you know, in within the next year and a half, we'll see another another edition of it with a lot more units in it. That's how it feels to me, anyway. Yeah, and I don't know if we're gonna see a new edition. Like I'm, I don't. Like, mm, I'm true, still... true. I'm still one, not 100. I, I still don't understand what Games Workshop is going to be doing as far as codexes in in the long in the future. Um, for a variety of reasons, like one of the things I was looking at is the list of codexes and armies that need to be done every time they redo an edition. And I like even if I were Games Workshop at this point, I just I, I would look at that mountain of work and just sigh in despair. So, but maybe maybe we'll see something more like the way they uh, they added the novitiate to the codex uh, for for Sisters of Battle. I, I I don't know how, but definitely it looks like the kind of codex that is going to see some fleshing out in the coming years. And I think that's you know especially when you're introducing a whole new new faction, it's a good way to do it. You can't you know you don't want to release a codex that has. 20 units in it and then try you know dump all those skews out at once and all that product out at once because it's a little overwhelming you know we've got what maybe 15 different entries in the codex at this point which is um actually probably even less but you know it's a good number it doesn't feel too overwhelming if i was going to pick up and start leagues of botan army right now yeah no i I, com- I completely agree and but did you guys read the fluff at all a bit a little bit. I, I'm still working through it. I haven't gotten a chance to read I, it all yet. But. I've I've mentioned this to anyone that will um bought you know allow me to speak about League of Votan, but they mention their the incredible gunships of the Leagues of Votan mm. so many times. Oh, please. <laughs> I I feel like this is and I mean look we we've seen the uh, we've seen the Land Fortress we've seen the Sagittor we know those probably come with a transparent plastic canopy type thing and I feel that that would translate very well to a flyer. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, because you can see the the what is it? The Land Fortress is the one where he has he has his little robot side. Yeah. Yeah, right? I, I think they both do. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely have the. They clear both do. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah, if I was Games Workshop, I'd want to capitalize on that sprue as much as possible, and the best way to do that is to give people a flyer. 
<laughs> I yeah, like this logic. Right? <laughs> I mean, Eldar, they did the same thing, right? I'm, did they? I mean, Eldar Is it a different canopy? The same, they've been using the same I know, for years, forever. For decades, <laughs> for everything. Does it need a canopy? Absolutely. Great. Make it like this. Yes. Yeah, I think that was the one of the first clear uh, clear pieces that they put out was that Eldar canopy. And and they are still capitalizing I know. on it. And they're still like, no, just paint the paint the targeter on the canopy very carefully, that's all. Yeah, just, just It's easy, don't worry yeah. about it. Um <laughs> But yeah, it's um definitely I would love to see a, a gunship in there. Um you know, overall, I mean, it's it's a great codex. Um, I think it's it's a a nice new army, but I think we're gonna might rant a little bit here because the, oh my gosh, the now, can internet... we stay on the positive? For oh yeah, let's let's still okay. No. I've played three games. Yeah, how'd those go? Actually, one with and they are fun. Like putting aside any um, any pretense of whether they're balanced or not, they like because here's the thing like games workshop put out these all right we're making space dwarves or not space dwarves they're league of Otan. they're space dwarves let's I and mean, if you've seen the grimnir their psyker that's a space dwarf with magic mm-hmm. <laughs> so but the, the thing is they could have gone like a very easy road and just said well dwarves are tough so we're just gonna give them all toughness five and like a two plus savers like they could have gone very boring with it but instead they went and they gave them like specific armor that like void armor that makes them tough without giving them tough stats. And it's not just that it makes them tough. Like it makes them very mm, stoic in a way. Yeah. Like yeah. they feel not, they feel immovable because they're, it's not just about passing the toughness. It's not just about passing the armor is that it all feels like there's a lot to go through. And at the same time, they don't move much because they're movement five for infantry. They can only run advanced by three inches. So outside of vehicles, them they're not they're not terribly fast. And and the judgment system really makes them feel like angry dwarves. And, <laughs> and I like how you know they they don't they always like you're saying when they advance, <clears throat> they always just advance three. So it it they're a little slower, but they're steady right which mm-hmm. is like exactly. a very dwarf thing like we're gonna we're gonna get there eventually we're gonna but we're gonna be consistent on the way there exactly it's all very dwarfy and it works very well then the way that they translated a lot of these dwarf archetypes to the sci-fi side the berserks with their their, their plasma axes and plasma picks like everything feels it feels 40k it feels futuristic but it feels very dwarfy at the same time. So I'm I'm very impressed about with how they did the rules for him. And I'm kind of pissed I'm not going to get to play them that much. Nice. I'm going to play against them a whole lot, that's for sure. But... <laughs> Even with all the way that they change the weapons, right? All the weapons have, uh, as far as the type goes, they're all they're all new, right? Beam, um, you know, it's it's. But it just they work a little differently. But the army as a whole just feels very different from anything that already exists, which is great. In in very small ways, yes. which is what make it is kind of great. Like like beam weapons isn't like it's a new type, but it's not a rule we've never seen before. Like, oh pick a point on the battlefield and right. everything right. between the shooting unit and that point gets hit. That's not we've seen this a bunch of times. Like this isn't new. It's just new to it's a, a type of weapon that has specifically codified rules. 
the same thing for the, the magna rail weapons. They're not like it's not a super complex rule. Like if you roll a six to hit, well, all like the damage kind of it doesn't get wasted, if you will. Yeah. So it's it's like none of it's very complicated. It's very easy to get into. It's it's not a complex army, and probably starting with fewer models and, and units really helped for that. Like I said, one of my only disappointment is that the I was expecting the warriors to be kind of a dual kit or have very much much more of a this is the close combat close quarter version and this is the long range version. It's that's not exactly it, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, actually I ended up I ended up picking up a second army box just to get the additional forty troops. So here's the thing. I did get myself another army set. (laughs) (laughs) But for different reasons. So because it was like we've seen these army sets come out, and we'll talk about that in a moment, but army sets come out and you expect them, they've always run out. Yeah. super fast like yeah. i had that problem when i wanted the beast snagger one and i waited too long to pre-order and then didn't i had to jump through a bunch of hoops to get uh that box um so knowing that my brother was going to pre-order a box but not knowing not being sure if he was going to get one or not said you know what i'm going to pre-order a box too for, um, from a different store and that way there'll be a backup and if i get stuck with the box I have a plan, and it's a stupid plan, but I'm going to execute on it. (laughs) Because what we're planning to do is, since League of Votan is really, like, this is is the army my bro has been waiting for for decades. So we're going to do miners versus miners. I'm (laughs) going to pull my incomplete and unpainted Gene Stealer cult I've had for three years Uh out of the mothballs. But what I'm going to do... And I'm gonna take the infantry from that League of Votan box and make some uh, some units of League of Votan Jeans Dealer cult. Awesome. So I'm gonna have some little guys. I'm gonna sculpt some little ridges on their foreheads, <laughs> and uh, that's how I'm gonna use that box. It's gonna be fun. That's great. I love it. Um, yeah, it's it's weird. Uh, my my store still has like eight boxes on the shelf. Wow. They get um, forty seven. Wow. Ooh. Uh, they, I guess the way the allocation goes by how much you uh, purchase from GW every year, and yep. and they, um, one would say a ridiculous amount every year. It's, sure. It does very well there. So if anybody's looking for one, Midgard Games in Derry, New Hampshire, they might ship it to you. Mm. Um, I should check my local, like the, the place I, I, I go to, uh, Abyss in Montreal, are like, first of all, it's an awesome shop, but they tend to have a lot of boxes from things. Although they didn't have the Beast Snaggo back in the day, so I don't, I don't know how. <laughs> but I haven't, I haven't gone to check if they have any uh, on shelves. Um, <clears throat> and of course, Crusade rules on point as always. They continue to uh, to knock those out of the park. and They, they are nice. I'm just dying to play a Crusade. I just... we. I don't even remember. I don't remember if we talked about it on the show, but a while back, uh, JF and I kicked around the like, what would a say Adepticon Crusade event look like? And we're mm. like, man, that would be fun. And I just yeah. like, well, I don't have I don't have anybody to play Crusade with. Yeah. Well, that's because it's because you you need to move to Montreal. I know. <laughs> 
It's funny, right? Because I'm in New, I'm in New Hampshire. You're a little south, and just a little north. We're like a string of, of ju- we're a string yeah. of just far enough away, right? Just far enough away. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. <sighs> <Anyways>. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, yeah, you know, not not too many units so far, but enough to definitely wet your whistle and give you enough different army builds. All the different guilds feel very different, um, and and uh, the grudge mechanic is very neat um although i guess now it's nerfed but there's a judgment mechanic because the grudge sorry i meant the judgment is, mechanic. is the one for the crusades yeah which is also great yeah but um the judgment mechanic judgment mechanic is neat and, and different uh and the army like i said just feels feels very different from what we have so far which is good that's what you want a new army to feel right yeah um you know we always talk about how Yes, there's five different space areas, but they all kind of feel the samey. Um, and this just feels very different. I don't know. Like, uh, I've been going back to the Gene Circle, um, and the one of the things that's kind of interesting is that we're picking up these two armies to fight against each other, but they have a very similar feel to them in a way, mm. in the sense that they're the two armies that come with tokens. Yeah, um, true. They're. And, and I, I don't know, like, I, I feel like, what was I going to say? I, I feel like, yes, they're different, but they're different because their thematic are different. They're both outsiders in their own way. Yeah. Like, League of Votan yeah. come from the galactic core, haven't been seen in, in millennia, et cetera, et cetera. And meanwhile, the genius to your calls is like, they're not exactly a standing army. They're basically they're just this everywhere. they're everywhere they're on terra <laughs> and i can't believe games workshop just they just put that there it's like yeah shadow throne jesus calls on terra anyways yeah. don't even worry gonna, about it don't, don't worry about it we're, just, we're gonna move on to something else now it's like ah can you <laughs> i feel like we need more details <laughs> i feel like in the weirder way right uh we know that every kit is an orc kit but in a weirder and more difficult way, every kit is a gene yeah. stealer cult kit. Yeah. You just gotta be a little more. Listen, yeah. I'm not saying that since I'm like of the models I painted for my gene stealer cult, I painted a unit of um, Acoly- acolyte hybrid yeah. and a ridge runner, and I don't think I'm gonna keep that color scheme, so I need to replace that ridge runner. And the illegal Votan Sagittor is roughly the same size. So I think that you're absolutely right. Every kit is a cheat center call. It just kit. takes a little, like, it's a little less just like slapping bits on like orcs are. <laughs> I mean, it's a little less and it's a little more. Like, it's weapon swaps, not too difficult. And just paint it normal and, like, I'm going to make myself a little stencil as if they had used a stencil to put a Jesus Cult logo on it and call that a day. <laughs> I love it. I can't wait. <laughs> that way I get to, I get to paint some uh, League of Votan regardless. So. I can't wait that to see. happy. <clears throat> Those of you know them. So, with, with the League of Votan, the... Uh... The internet went a little crazy because mm. apparently, even though nobody's played it yet, everything's broken on paper. Railguns yep. were going to ruin the game. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, it, it. I could see. You know, I can see what they're talking about, but it, you know, it, I mean, there were some extreme steps taken this time where people, gaming groups, were already pre-banning them from tournaments. Yeah. 
which seems seems a little excessive to me. It's but. easy to ban something that no one can play. Yeah, for sure. I mean, by the when those bans came out, the I think the I think that was the same weekend that the pre-orders were starting. So no one even has officially, except like for preview copies, no one has the army set, and the army set is a long way from being uh, able to field a full army. Yeah, for sure. I mean, to put it into perspective, it's, if what made you worried about the League of Votan is the Magna Rail guns, there's only two in that set, and they're the small ones. <laughs> so, I I don't know. Um, I, I feel the panic was a little bit premature. Uh, yeah, and, and I, I think, you know, this time, like you said, they took it to further than they've taken it before, the, the people people out there where they they started pre-banning it and um at tournaments and it's you know it's tough uh for games workshop to balance these things because there was some stuff that okay it seems a little silly that you could easily get sixes to wound on stuff that spilled over damage but you know you're you're looking at it in, in that silo of just that ability. Here's a situation where it happens. Here's this one thing that can make it automatically happen. Um, but guys, you know, you guys complain that they don't play test, but you people that play tested ruined it for everybody because you yeah. leaked everything. So they had to cut way back on play testing. Like yeah, it's it's a little bit of a like it's not an obvious situation. But the 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 weird thing is like the weapons. Okay, the weapons that do that, like the Magna Rail Rife weapons, um, on a six to hit will auto wound. And if back before the nerf, if they auto wounded, then the Magna Rail um, rule took effect, which means that the damage bleeds over to uh, other models in the unit. Right, because the way it was, the way the the rule was worded with the um, with the judgment tokens, if you auto hit. Be, uh, or auto wounded, it counted as a six, right? Yeah. So, so it... here's here's the thing, like, and, and yes, all of that sounds terrible, but Magna Rail weapons are already freaking high strength. <laughs> like the cheapest one, like, is strength nine, so it's gonna wound Terminators and Space Marines on the two plus, anyways. And the 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 heavy magna magna rail cannon is strength 14 so it's gonna auto like it's gonna wound toughness 7 stuff on a 2 plus they nerfed it and i'm sure everybody cheered but also from like a arithmetic point of view it doesn't make that much of a difference yeah and i mean it's you know i know the the big thing is the damage spilling over and all that stuff but it's it's not on the most um, come like tanky of of chassis anyway. Yeah. Right. Um. It's but so so. Some, you know, Titanic thing that's yeah. just going to be around forever. I mean, if we want to look back. Well, the, the land fortress is a, is a tough cookie to right. remove. It I is. Mean, it, it is. But with the right rules, it can be toughness nine. But it's not. It's not like a um. You can still, you know, one one focused round of shooting could still take out a land fortress, right? It's not oh, something yeah, that's going to perpetuate for four or five the entire game, doing this every turn. Um, but 
So the, the internet had a little conniption and Games Workshop released an update shortly after the, the army set dropped where they raised points um, across the board and the judgment, if, if you get the auto hit, uh, sorry, the auto wound, it doesn't count as a six anymore. So you, you absolutely need to roll that two plus. Yes. Yeah. And, sh- yes. And, and should you fail, I'm sorry, you'll have to spend a command point to get your command reroll. And then, then in the way only gamers can, mm-hmm. they now started to complain that their codex was invalid. They need to, they should get a refund for the codex part of the army box because it's not valid anymore. Guys, they change a sentence and they change points. Also, that means that Games Workshop should re- reimburse every codex because yeah, there's era- erratas and yeah, max for updates. everything. And I mean, the thing about the points, right, is is because there's a lot of like, oh, how can they change all of the points? Like, the the thing to remember is there is a minimum of one, it, like, at, at, at minimum one, probably at least two or three uh, data slate updates between when they sent that book yeah. to the printer in China and it got here. Yeah, they said it was developed at the same time as, what was it, the Eldar and Tyranid Codexes, which has already seen points changes in errata already. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, you know, y- you wanted a, a game that was going to be balanced regularly, and you got it. So don't complain about them balancing it and making your codexes invalid. <laughs> like, they didn't, they changed one sentence and points. And the points are free. There's still we get, we get the 40 point. stratagems or, you know, 30 stratagems in there that are fine. All the profiles are fine. They didn't change any of the rules. They changed the sentence for the judgment mechanic and the points in the back of the book, which those those are the first thing that get changed anyway. Typically, when mm-hmm. they do the data slates is the points. Now, and, and I mean... I understand the frustration. Like sure. you buy, like you buy something. Like I hate having a book that I can't use a reference, and then I have to go to the internet to get the real reference. It's frustrating. It's like having to go to multiple sources to get an army list going is a pain in the butt. Yeah, um, big agree. I this is why I've always advocated like the rules should be free on the internet. Like sell me a book with the fluff and the pretty pictures. I'm sure it'll sell fine. Now all of that is its own typical kind of predictable ball of wax. Mm-hmm. But then this particular situation got an a sprinkling got it got a sprinkling of extra stupid. Which is it would be frustrating if it wasn't so laughable. <laughs> so, we all love a good conspiracy theory. And of course, this had to spawn one where whereas people would say the Games Workshop did it on purpose to um, to overclock the leagues of Votan, knowing they'd be nerfing them so that they could sell more army sets. Because because clearly, you know, their army, other army sets, whether they were very good or not, you know, those didn't sell out. Oh, wait, they, they all did. Army sets always sell out, yeah, and then sure. Games Workshop gets yelled at for not making enough. <laughs> but yeah, moreover, yeah. and this is where I am baffled, this is a game that requires mathematics to play. Not advanced math, simple math, but you expect people to be able to count. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and somehow these people think, yes, Games Workshop is 
they 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 purposefully like this is their their long-ranging plans going back years when they started developing this and the whole point is to sell more army sets a limited run product and then increase points Which with a, a limited run product with decreased profit margin yes with right. the decreased profit margin because they're always a better deal as army sets than models are individually and then Increase point costs. <laughs> and let's make an aside, like a little tangent. Usually, and this is where the math comes into play. So pe people listen, this gets complicated, like <laughs> sixth grade level complicated. If models cost more points, you need less of them, fewer of them in an army to fill up to whatever point size you're aiming for. If you have require fewer models, then you need to buy fewer models. <laughs> Everybody's still following me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay, no. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. If you buy fewer models, Games Workshop sells less models and thus <laughs> have fewer sales. I'm trying to keep it super simple. So what we're saying is that for a limited run, product that is already not as profitable on the individual games workshop would have handicapped future sales of the entire run of league of votan which they have already produced theory that is what they think is the genius discovery they've made i'm <laughs> oh. amazed i am i'm not even mad i'm impressed Oh, and by the way, it's really for them to change the production numbers on all those things coming out because uh, that's a several, several months lead time to do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And let's let's be clear. They've increased the um, the Land Fortress, which is probably one of their centerpiece model, 70 points, so about 30% more. So there are a lot of lists which would probably have included two of these things, that now are only going to include one. Mm -hmm. I'm a, it's amazing. See, I, are they? Are we being trolled by the community? I'm. It's. Uh, it's. These people, they just, they aren't fans. That's. It, that's. I've know. determined that they just, they can't be UW fans because all they do is complain about it. Like. Well, that's, that's its own and, hobby. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's and, what that's I mean. A, that's the thing. Like the. No, no one that's listening to 40K radio, like no one that went out of their way to listen to a podcast specifically about 40K is anti-40K. Or if they are, that means they're hate listening and wow. We'll take the numbers. Hey, we'll take the downloads. <laughs> we'll take the numbers. Thanks. I mean, but at the end of the day, they're, they're probably buying the products all the same. So uh, it, I'm, I'm just – eager to see what the next conspiracy theory about games workshop is going to be because it, it needs to beat this one and this one is a it's real good it's a smorgasbord of idiot like it it's just an absolute buffet of different types of stupidity compounded into each other and uh, i mean you know we always say you know when you're the biggest kid on the block you're going to get bullied the most but um it just it astounds me that i mean they have been producing this game with stuff for years. They keep updating it, new models, et cetera. And, and again, as we, you know, no, nobody's forced you to buy new space Marines or new Eldar. You can still use your old models. You don't have to buy anything else. 
But meanwhile, like companies that just dump their games because they don't want to do it anymore, like nope, no problem with them. They're fine. Oh, I've I've been like I've I'm still angry that Steamforge dropped Guild Ball. Yeah, I I mean I am too. But you know, there's nobody's like they don't get as much flack as GW does. No, because the thing is, hating GW is easy. Yeah, that's the thing. There's you can always find like-minded people, right? Exactly. Like it's it's hard enough to find other people that play Guild Ball, let alone people that will get on board with you for <laughs> hating Steamforge for you know canceling Guild Ball. Like that's that's a whole freaking dating app right there. So it's. <laughs> I mean, but, the, the, and that's the difference in the communities too, right? Because it's a smaller community. Yeah, for sure. You know, Steamforge said that they were dropping Guild Ball, and the Guild Ball community went, okay, well, we'll take it from here. Where we're gonna, yeah, we've yeah. got it from here. Here's where we're gonna put our thing. Here's a Kickstarter for the three new minor guilds that we made up as a community with the SDLs for models to print. And here's all the rules, and we're still running tournaments. And, and, and. Like, like that is, that's a whole other. Yeah, it's it's a completely different mindset. I mean, it's the same yeah. reason why for years after Warhammer Fantasy stopped being a thing for games workshop you still had new you know new gaming like new events there was still stuff going on because the community supported it or even and even um even blood bowl when it was Mm -hmm. less supported than it is now you know because i mean now it's it's pretty well pretty well kept up but for a while there it was kind of the redheaded stepchild of gw there's Mm -hmm. uh there's huge epic and war master events in yes. more so in the uk but there's also some in the us and i mean you know six mil, ten millimeter fantasy is in or six millimeter sci-fi you can you can make a basic shape without infringing copyright pretty easily so yeah it's not you know um but yeah so yeah i'm 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 fat i'm just i'm, I'm fascinated I, it's been fascinating to to watch it's, this play out it's it's, it's great because Here's what makes this conspiracy fun to me is that we've just gone through like half a decade. Like there used to be a time where flat earth serves were fun. Like, oh, you're 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 you believe in flat earth theory. That's hilarious. And it was it was meant to be hilarious. Everything was tongue in cheek. It was great. Like conspiracy theories used to be fun yeah. because they were low stakes to no stakes. You right? can't weekly world news anymore because mm. people think it's real. Yeah, Exactly. But because this is gaming industry stuff, we're back to it being low stakes. Yeah, for sure. Like, if some dude makes a one-hour YouTube video about how Games Workshop pulled a fast one on uh, on everybody by doing this whole League of Votan thing and just has all these red strings connecting things, yeah, it's right. bafflingly stupid. I'm not going to watch the video because I don't want to give that type of person uh ad revenue because that's the only reason they're doing it but at the same time i'm glad that this is the conspiracy three we have because it is so dumb and low stakes i can make fun of it and not feel guilty and it's one of those things where um you know the we'll say tournament players are the in this case you know when it comes to gaming t- tend to be the loudest and uh most vocal about things like this meanwhile you know that that ten percent scream really loud, and they got an update which was probably coming. They got it early, uh, and everybody else is like, oh, "Okay, whatever, fine." But that's the thing. Like this, 
this becomes kind of a meta conversation. It's mm-hmm. like it, it's sort of a dialogue. So now Games Workshop nerfed League of Votan and re- like increased all the point costs. And then League of Votan is going to come out. People are actually going to play it. And maybe they're going to get in tournaments. And they're not going to be represented as well in the top tier. And people are going to be angry and they're going to complain. Games Workshop say, well, we're adjusting the points again as we do every, I don't know, quarter, half year. year. Yep. And they're going to re-increase a few things. Uh, I mean, re- reduce a few point costs and adjust some point costs. And it, that's the thing that makes this so baffling is that, yeah, they increase the point costs. So what? They're going to be playing with these point costs for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's not – they don't do it once and they're done. We've seen that happen already where things have gone up and then down and then adjust, you know, maybe something that was didn't get an increase gets an increase or something else drops. It's just the way it works. What this like, feels like is it's the same people that got that that did the very clear like loophole like they they find like the overpowered broken thing. They all buy in heavy to the overpowered broken thing. So GW fixes the overpowered broken thing and then they all get mad. That That's- is why I there were some tournaments I was gonna do last year and I ended up going just for, you know, for whatever reason, but, uh, why, you know, I f- still followed them on, um, the app. I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, it was just, it was top list. Whatever won the last big tournament is what like, you know, a quarter of the players took. Yeah. And that's just, I mean, that's how these games work is yeah. if League of Votan, you know, if they do great, even after the nurse, then you're going to see that same list for the next couple of months around your tournaments locally. Cause that's just what people do. Yep. Yeah, I, I've always said there's there's there are three tiers of tournament of serious tournament players. There are those who bring a list that they come up with that they try to make as competitive as possible. There are people who bring whatever was the best list in the previous tournament, and then there are people who look at what won the previous tournament and bring a list to beat that. Yeah. So the first group, whatever. Second group usually gets beat by the third group. Yep. Yeah, and, and, you know, everybody, I mean, and then they get angry about it, and I <laughs> eat popcorn. <laughs> 40K, the game isn't so out there most of the time that you can just take the list and not know how to play it and just win, right? So you get that. It's also, there are dice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't care how good you are and how good your your strategy is i i have a friend who i will not play competitive games with anymore because while most people right like if the dice are against us we go ah the dice are against us um this friend gets like irrationally angry about it so like if his strategy's off that's fine that's on him but if his dice are off like he gets unreasonably angry (laughs) those people are always interesting to play against Uh Because when the dice when the dice are going fine, they're very happy. Then all of a sudden, it, it turns dark and only co-op games. <laughs> um, so, um, can we talk about more fun things? Yes. <laughs> yes, of course. So we're getting a preview soon. Yeah. Yes. You guys, you guys wanna, you guys wanna play around as what we think this preview is gonna be about. So what what I've liked that they've been doing too, just before you get into that, is um. You know, oh, this is okay. this is 35 years of 40k, so they've been like, here's how to paint stuff in the style from Rogue Trader, and here's a Rogue Trader scenario. 
redone, which has been fun. And I think, so I think this is going to be a heavy, I would imagine a 40 K centered preview. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. you, if it's you look K and kill team, right? Yeah. 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 They, they've, it's pretty clear just in the way they're announcing it. Cause it says Warhammer preview celebrating 35 years of Warhammer 40 K online. So yeah, I, I think. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. So let, let's, let's, let's do what we like to do and speculate a little bit. So one of the speculation I've seen, which worries me, but also I'm not sure it's exactly where it's going to go, is that if you look at the images that they use um, in the banner, they're mm -hmm. all the covers of previous box sets of 40K. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are like, wow, they're going to announce 10th edition. No. Mm, seems, they haven't even finished putting out codexes for this one. I know, but how many codexes are left? Like I'm, I'm, I'm playing the devil's advocate no, here, no, no. and it's two. Um, so it seems like a good time to announce a tenth edition, and then just not buy your codex. <laughs> like if I'm, if I'm a guard player, and they're like, yeah, well, tenth so edition, I'm not buying that codex. But I, I can, I can see like the last. The original Sisters Codex came out right at the end of 8th edition, and, mm -hmm. they, and then they didn't get updated for quite a while in 9th. I mean, they did to release to release the, the new models, but if the World Eaters and Guard Codex is written with a 10th edition mindset... And that, that might be part of the announcement, too. Like, just saying, look, these are they're 9th edition codexes, but they're written, written with 10th edition in mind. Yeah. Um, <sighs> yeah. I mean... Um, if if there is a tenth, if that's what we're gonna see, I think you know, like we've already talked about, it, I hope it, it's like you know, it's just like ninth edition was, you know, kind of like an eight point five. Hopefully, this is like a nine point five kind of thing. I'm here's my hopes. Um, like these are hopes, not dreams. My dreams would be that like rules free online, all that. I've 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 gone over that. I would love for them to tell us what the roadmap is. Yeah, I don't want a 10th edition, but I would love to see, or if there is a 10th edition, I would like the 10th edition to not be something that is really just cancels out everything from 9th. Um, judging how things move from, say, 8th to 9th, like iterative progression of editions, and also like we call it 9th, but they don't, they just call it 40k. And, and I think that's kind of telling of what they want to do. I I wouldn't mind them saying, hey, yeah, are, we are going to be introducing some rule changes, maybe on a season-to-season -season basis, the same way like we're doing Kill Team seasons, we're going to be doing some 40K seasons, and these are going to come with like little booklets that change the rules a bit for 9th edition. Um, because they also need to do something post-codexes. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I hate to borrow the expression, but yeah, Games Workshop does probably love that sweet, sweet codex money. But also, I'm not sure Games Workshop as a development, um, for their development size, is really looking forward to redoing a virtual tower of codexes just because they updated editions. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. Like, I, I would love for them to clarify how they plan to tackle those things without announcing a new edition. That being said, there are some things I wouldn't hate seeing in a 
ninth edition, like in a tenth edition sort of way. Like I would love to see some rules simplified. Like one of the things I've been sort of thinking about is, um, I mean, we're all kind of annoyed with stratagems. Stratagems mm. are they're hard to keep track of. There's so many of them, and one of the things is kind of kind of makes sense. Like why not just limit like you need you you're going into a game you bring 10 stratagems yeah yeah that'd be cool and that's just that's just top of my head stupid rule but like there's a way of without putting out a whole new edition fixing the things that are kind of annoying while keeping the things that work well and none of that would require new codexes right Especially since they've committed to doing those data slays, doing those point updates, um, I would I would like to see those happen a few more times before I need to buy new books. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, especially what's coming around forty k, right? I mean, they could just. It'd be great if they're like, okay, so we've got ninth edition and, and kind of like exactly what you said, right? We're just going to do small rules updates from now on, and we'll. We're you know, we haven't gotten in a while. There. We haven't gotten a crusade book in a while. True, that is true. Those are it, so fun, it, and we it, haven't gotten one. It feels like they're almost like, oh well, like crusade, it's awesome. We had this whole thing we we're going to do, but it's not going as well as we hope so we'll we'll trim back on that a little bit which is unfortunate because i know there's a lot of people that enjoy playing crusade i just don't think they're again as vocal as the competitive players they have less to complain about yeah exactly because it's all it's all fluff and fun right yeah exactly um i think we'll be getting an idea of what's coming next for kill team yeah Mm -hmm. i think that's a given um, you want to know what I want? Here's what I want. Um, yes, that is exactly what I'm hoping from this yeah. segment. No, so <laughs> this, I, I don't know that we're going to get it. Um, but I think, especially where it's the anniversary, I think updating a few more of those older hero models would be cool. Ooh, that'd be great. Like, oh. Blackheart would maybe. <laughs> now I know you're just like. I mean, that is my very personal wish list, but there are others, I'm sure, of, you know, and it's and it's stuff that, you know, they've already got rules, so that's fine. Um, you know, just like a yeah. new fancy, a new fancy friend. Yeah, pick like one iconic hero from each faction that hasn't been updated in a while. Because, you know, you don't do Sisters of Battle, they're all, they're fairly new. They're all new, yeah. Right, but like, um, yeah, like... You can do Chaos, like a Space Marine Lieutenant. You know. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, there's but well, there's plenty of Space Marine characters that still have old models that are still valid to oh, use. Yeah. Um, Eldrad Ulithan, right? I think he's still a pretty old model, if I recall correctly. Uh, no, he's got a new plastic. Oh, one. that's right, they did a plastic one for him. But um, I'm sure you know, for most most armies, you could find some model, some hero oh, yeah. that's pretty old, and do all updated heroes. Um, we do get there's that cool Emperor's Champion like display piece that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Stabbing that, stabbing that knob. Poor knob. Happy October, everybody. Yeah. Happy oh, yes. October. <laughs> I, I would also like to specify that this orc died uh, the way he lived, lying. Yeah. So sure. don't feel too bad for him. <laughs> this, this is what he would have wanted. They're getting um, getting better on the downward, the motion sculpt too, right? Like the the purity seals coming off his back. 
as he's going stabbing and you know pushing downward look better than Ephraim Stern's hair, which just looks weird. I think anyway. Um, what would I like to see? I mean, I would love to see like just some of those model key models we've been talking about, like that are missing. Like, you know, every fat, like Tyranids get their big monster. Finally, it's just that I'll get their flyer. It's like, here's something for every army for 35 years of 40 K. Happy birthday, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know that we're going to see that. I don't I, think I would I mean, love I'm, to see that's that, what I'd love to that's... see, but I don't, yeah, it's not necessarily, I don't think it's likely, but that's is what I would like to see. Yeah, it's because that's, I mean, we've just gone over the fact that there are a lot of factions these mm-hmm. days. So a model for each faction is is ambitious. It's a lot. And I think that models like these flagship models for specific factions, such as, say, a turn of Dominatrix, is something that you'd probably want to keep for a big Tyranid release. Yeah. Um, like, say, a Crusade mm-hmm. um, or something like that. Um, I I think we are going to see, as you mentioned, like, we we might see a couple of uh, of cool models, but I don't, I don't know that we're going to see that level of things. What I'm kind of hoping to see, because here's the thing, um, I was kind of hoping that the, we would get news about things like uh, Titanicus and Aeronautic Imperium. That's what I was just thinking, actually, because it's, you know, looking at the wider world of 40K. Mm-hmm. Get, you know, finally introducing those alien races into, or at least showing that, hey, you know, alien races are coming to Titanicus, or here's here's what we're doing with Aeronautica. We remember these games still exist. Well, I mean, one of the things I was... I, I'm sure I stole the idea from somewhere, but since both of these games are the same scale and they're kind of encountering a little bit of the same issues, um, smashing them together with some epic rules, I think, would be would make yeah. a lot of people happy. Yeah. I, I, you know, what I, not that I would be disappointed because it's always good to see new stuff, but I hope it's just not, okay, and here's the stuff coming out for World Leaders and the Imperial Guard. Yeah realistically that's what we're going to see yeah i know probably even a box of uh, one versus the other yeah i would just give us give us like more though you know what i mean a little more it's it's weird but as much as i love seeing cool models i'm so certain that we are going to see cool models that at the same time i'm more interested in going back to that roadmap thing. I think I would be more excited to learn what their future plans are than the new models I know we're going to see anyways. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Hmm. I, I love I love the roadmaps that they have been doing when we get them. It just, you know, gives you a more clear... And, like, and like I hope that by this point we understand that if, like, the timeline on it changes, that's fine. Just tell me what's next i don't need to know yeah. exactly when yeah nice. and um i mean i would love to see with kill team just like kind of like we were talking about right like elevated sections of a space hulk or yeah. something like that 
because I am looking forward to trying out. I haven't got to play it yet, but I, I'm looking forward to trying the new the new kill team. I mean, I think um, like you know the way Warcry, like the the quote unquote new Warcry, it didn't really change much. It just sort of updated stuff. Like the new book is the old book, but with the the new rule, you know, like the errata and stuff. So if we just do that, okay, that's fine. Like your old rule book works fine if you don't mind looking up all of the FAQs and stuff. Or here's a new rule book if you don't. Yeah, and I'm I'm super down for them doing that with almost everything. And meanwhile, find other means of putting out some cool new books. That's and that's cool waste, too. Yeah, don't waste time reinventing the wheel again. Yeah, no, th- exactly. That's the thing. Like I, I would rather see new cool ways of playing and new cool gaming aids than I want to just rebuy a book I already have. Like one yeah. of the things that was really exciting for League of Votan was that for the first time in years i sat down and read cover to cover the entire fluff because all of it was new yeah yeah do do more do more like of the campaign books with the armies of renown give me more interesting ways to build my army Mm -hmm. simpler ways (laughs) you just even like you know the the armies are now are nice because you know here's you take these specific units you get a little bit of benefit but you're limiting yourself a little bit just something different right different way to do it than um what we have right now or uh even just missions is tough because they do missions you know new mission books every half a year or whatever so i think they're okay there but um just different ways to build the army really Basically, anything that will allow people to play in ways that sell more models. Just not Psychic Awakening again, because that was not That was very disappointing. No, I mean, no, the, that was the, very disappointing. The story was interesting yeah. and, and great, but, oh, here's here's another Space Marine hero. Here's an, oh, they, they crossed the Primaris Rubicon. Here's another Space Marine hero. Like, okay, Here's the book you need for this one unit you want to run, yeah. or this one role you want to do. Yeah, that's do that was. Um, it, it just boils down to one of the things we've been saying along for a long time now is rules are a hurdle to playing. Yes. The more rules I need to buy, look up, and find, the fewer, the less time and the less money I have into putting into figs in game. And and I feel like 8th edition, you know, it was a complete reset. It became very cumbersome with the Psychic Awakening and needing all those rules. Ninth edition, now that we're through almost all the codices, it's, I mean, there's a couple armies of of Renown out there that you you need the book for. But there's not many, right? Yeah. So it, it, I feel comfortable taking my codex and my, you know, in the rule book and being able to go play a game. Um, space rings were a little weird. We just clean this all up. Let's yeah, that's what I mean. Like you just clean it all up. I mean, <laughs> it's a little weird with space rings where you have all like the sub codices if you're gonna play one of those. But otherwise, like you know, we're not carrying three or four books anymore right now. We're we're down to it. So don't. Don't do another psychic awakening and, and you know 
if if you're gonna do something with a book with armies of of renown, make the rules available online, like as a you know, or don't make it too complicated where it's like a relic, a couple stratagems, so, something that's easy to access. Yeah. Um, and and uh, and hopefully, you know, since eighth was a hard reset on the game, ninth was a streamline. If they are updating the edition, just do the same thing, right? Streamline a little bit more. Where, like you said, it, it's a small rules update. It's not a whole new thing. Yeah. But we'll know in in just a, a few short days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we'll discover that we made a big deal out of a very simple alliance. <laughs> yep. Here, here's your here's the uh, to celebrate 35 years. Here's corn. Here's the new world leaders and the new new imperial guard. No, there's here's here's Grumbrindal, and he's yeah. uh this time he's uh he's League of Votan. Ha oh, yeah, I mean, now, now that I'm yeah, saying it out no, loud, actually. it's kind of yeah, <laughs> actually, it's both yeah, that's kind of obvious and also kind of rad. Yeah, I love it. Yep. I, no, actually, <laughs> do that. Um, yeah, cause I mean, at the last preview, right, the Noah preview, they showed all the upcoming. League of Votan stuff, so there's nothing left there to, to reveal. So yeah. should be all all new for the most part. Excellent. I'm hoping that um I mean the previews are always good, right? It's just I like them. They're fun. If you go into them with, you know, not super high expectations for groundbreaking stuff, then you come out happy. Yeah. What's all you gotta do? Um Oh, actually, we could probably see some Horus Heresy stuff, too. They've been releasing Assassins like crazy. <sighs> Man. And I dig them all. Yep. I just need I need to finish my original box so I can start playing and then expand yeah. from there. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it's been, yeah, I mean, other than, you know, League of Votan, it's been, it's been pretty slow on the 40k front. Um and Kill Team, I'm sure after this weekend we'll see a new uh, pickup of of stuff being released. Um, yeah. Yes, very curious what's coming for that. But we're in a, we're in a pretty heavy Age of Sigmar uh, area. Yeah, right I mean now. we did just get a brand new army, so yeah. I mean I, mean, I get it. You know they they usually slow down a little bit after that, and and there's a couple, like I said, a couple Age of Sigmar things coming out, a couple new books, and um, you know just some some Necromunda stuff here and there, um, and. A trickle of horse heresy stuff. Got some Death Guard Praetors, which look pretty cool. You but... need to put out Night Lord stuff before I change my mind. <laughs> I know. I was. I'm always wondering what uh what Praetors are going to be next. Because mm. it seems like they're doing them for just about pretty much every faction. So anyway, so next time you hear from us, we will be talking about the 40k 35th anniversary preview. Lots of exciting stuff to talk about, and um, I'm sure we'll get some more Kill Team news, and we'll cover all that next time. So we'll talk to you again in a couple weeks. Thank you for listening to 40K Radio, part of the Free Buddhist Network. You can contact us via email at hosts at 40kradio.com or on the Free Buddhist Forum. Please check out the other podcasts on the Free Buddhist Network. Until next time, remember that in the grim darkness of the far future, there is only war and cookies.